from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Thank you so much. Welcome to Live from America. It's live at 5. Live at 5 p.m. here on the East Coast from the live free or die state of New Hampshire. Welcome to Live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Patriot. Not the Hippo Hop Patriot, even though I got some pounds to lose after this winter. The Hip Hop Patriot. Thank you guys so much for joining in today. For all of you who are watching on the website and on YouTube, thank you so much for joining in live There are so many people that cannot join in live uh, because they're in the Midwest or the West Coast and they're still working, so they watch later. For the people who are watching, uh, who watch this later, and for those who listen on the podcast, thank you so much for taking your night and your uh, part of your evening to watch or listen to the show. And I really, really appreciate uh, the likes and the shares and getting it out there because sharing is caring. What we do every day here on Live from America, if you are new to the show, is we give live shout-outs to those who are watching the show because this is one of the most engaging shows there is with the audience on TV, on in social media or whatever, and when we get on Roku and uh, other platforms, it'll continue to stay that way. So I want to give live shout-outs to those who are watching right now, if I can. Kelly Fullen from the great state of Texas. How you doing? Thank you so much for joining in. Frankie Pelequin says, I love your new intro. Thank you so much. We definitely have great viewers who make awesome things for me, and that was one of them. Lisa McGuire, good good evening, she says. Thank you. Rosemary Ortiz says, hello, long-time listener. Yes, you are. Julie Incline is in the building. Thank you for for joining, Julie. And I hope everything is going okay. Sarah and Chris. um, uh, Sarah, oh, from Maine. Oh, it's been a long time since I've talked to you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope the family is well. David Kraft, he says, Nebraska is in the house. Uh, We have somebody named Corn Pop. (laughs) Hey, Jeremy, Jill helped me find your page. That's awesome. Bob Ratke from Minnesota. He says, how you doing? How you doing, Bob? Good to see you. Thank you so much. Jenna Austin from Long Beach, California. Dustin Wisdom says, Biden was sir sharp today. Yeah, about as sharp as a dull knife. Alicia Wida is in the building. Thank you, Alicia, for joining in. Janita Alba, thank you from Nebraska. She said, Nebraska, good life. Heather Gomez from Swamp Donkey, Georgia. Not for long, Heather. Not for long. George is getting its stuff together. Robert Foch and one more here, Belinda Parsley. How about that? What a great group of people that we have in here today. Uh, We have people from Italy. We have people from Canada. We have people from the UK. We have people watching from South America. We have people watching from almost every state in this great nation that we live in. And I just want to thank you all so incredibly much. Let's get right down to it because we got a lot to go through today. So we're going to give our attention to the Lord before we start as we should with everything that we ever, ever do. Okay, so... Here we go, March 25th, year of our Lord, 2021, right here on Live from America, reading the devotional from Jesus Calling, and then going to the Bible verse that the devotional is from. Throughout the Bible, I repeatedly command thankfulness, because it is vital vital to your well-being. It is also crucial for a healthy relationship with me, since I am your creator, your savior, your king, 
Look up to me and see spiritual blessings cascading down on you through wide open windows of heaven. Now, before I go uh, to the actual verses, I want to say this verse right here hits me right here. Because I thank God for everything that I do during a day. I thank him when I wake up in the morning. I thank him when my kids wake up. I thank him when I thank him when I make it to work okay. I thank him when I have a drink of water. I thank him every time I do a show. Before, after. I thank him when I get home okay without having a, 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 an accident or something. I literally thank God in everything I do because I knew where I came from. I know where I came from. And where I came from is not a good place, okay? And now that I'm in that good place, there is no amount of thanks uh, that I, I can ever overdo. You know what I mean? So it's just, I really, 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 really enjoy this, this devotional here. And it's referencing Psalm 104, which says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. And it also references Ephesians 1, 3, and I love Ephesians. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And before you turn out that light tonight, when you fail to be thankful, simply ask me for forgiveness, and your gratitude will grow once again. Guys, we're only human. We are only human. We're going we're gonna to forget. We're going to fail. We're going to stumble. We're going to fumble. We're going to fall. But it's how we fall and get back up. And it's how we fall and ask for forgiveness. And it's keeping ourselves in check as well. Making sure that you hold yourself accountable and realize there are consequences for all actions. And you have to understand that you don't have to wait for somebody else to point that out. Because you should see that every day. If you open that word and feed your soul, like I told you earlier, because we feed our bellies. If you feed your soul and open that book every day, it puts a mirror on you. Every single day. And not a physical mirror, a spiritual mirror. So it keeps you in check. So thank you guys all very much. Let's do the Lord's Prayer, okay? And then we will get right down to brass tacks. How about that? Say it with me. If you can, please say it out loud. Do not hold that in. God wants to hear it. He wants to hear your songs. He wants to hear your praise. He wants to hear your thankfulness. He wants to hear it all. So here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And it looks like one of our viewers, ladies and gentlemen, Carol Andrews, needs um needs some prayers so it, why don't you guys uh make sure you hold that close to your heart and pray for carol andrews uh for her for health and for wellness of not only the body but of the mind and of the spirit uh we'll be praying for you okay just hang in there everything will be okay um and i of course i do want to thank uh christine johnson from let me get to let me get the business name again aircraft Ignition repair for uh, for the gift of the hat and the brand new Slurp Cup right here on Live from America. What a great gift! What great presents from great people. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, we got to get these likes to about fifteen hundred. You got to do your part. 
I'll do my part, and I really wish I could see how many shares we had, because I'd love to see a 1,000 shares. Let's grow this show, baby, and I'm going to do my part, so here we go. The first and foremost section of today is Biden's Snorefest. Biden's very long, it seemed like it was long, Trump had longer ones, but this one just seemed long, very slow, very boring, very well orchestrated, very um, fake press conference that he gave today. I am not going to spend hours and hours and hours talking about this guy, this man's lame attempt at a press conference because that was hardly a press conference. Number one, let's get down to the first thing that I noticed. About six reporters in there, all about 30 feet apart, wearing double masks just like they like it. And the Biden administration actually said that the reason that they didn't have a ton of reporters in there was because of COVID. They don't want to continue to spread COVID-19. <laughs> okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So anyway, we got about six reporters in there. They're all handpicked. And I don't care what anybody says. Look, if the guy did a great job, I would tell you the guy did a great job. He, uh, he literally did not do a great job. Every one of his answers to every question that he was asked was on his papers. He had papers there for every single question, more than likely color-coded, so that even he could figure it out. And as the press conference got further and further into it, he got further and further sleepy. He became more and more uh, like slow Joe. I mean, this is way past the time that he normally calls a lid on things and takes his afternoon nap. You could see the drugs wearing off. And you know this because just like in the debates against President Donald J. Trump, um, he was... He was sharper in the beginning, and you can just watch the decline. You can watch the life leave his eyes, almost like you can watch him turning into a zombie. That is how bad it gets. He only gets about an hour. Like I said, there's no way he's going to do the State of the Union, and if he does do the State of the Union, it won't be long at all. He gets about an hour, okay? But, you know, he's a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. That's why all these people are coming over here. Because he's such a nice guy. You know that racist reporter who jumps up and says, oh, you're such a nice guy, not like those Trump supporters and those white supremacists. Oh, yeah. Shut up, lady. Um, th this entire attempt to try to pretend like he was having a press conference was the most rehearsed reality show. This, this whole thing is a reality show. This whole thing is a movie. Okay? Smile and nod. Address the public about as, about as l l little as you can. Don't go outside the box. Don't go outside the questions. Handpick the reporters. Don't have any. Where was, I mean, not that they're really right wing, any, white, right wing anymore, but where was Fox? Where was OAN? You know what I mean? Where was Real America's Voice News? Where were, where were those reporters? No, no, no. They had questions like this. Do you think, um, do you think that you'll run again in 2024? Biden says he's going to run again in 2024. <laughs> Biden doesn't even know if he'll see four o'clock tomorrow morning, let alone 2024. This guy isn't going to see four o'clock tomorrow afternoon, let alone 2024. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. That's the question he gets. Those are the hardball, hardball questions that he gets. And then the question that was right after that was, well, do you think that um, you'll be running uh, with Kamala Harris? Do you think she'll be your running partner? Uh, no. Because she'll be, the, she'll be the resident of the United States at that time. Then the follow-up question to that is, do you think that you'll be running against President Trump? Here's what, here's, okay, 
Before we get back into this debacle, which was a Joe Biden residency, hand-picked reality TV show, fake news, whatever you want to call it. Before we get into that, let's just, let's just address this real quick. Who would you rather see President Trump stomp on the campaign trail? Like every day, in and out, every hour of every day, in every state, every town, constantly slamming and trouncing and trumping, trumping, who would you rather have him go up against? Kamala Harris or Joe Biden? That's actually a good question. That's a good question. I got to be honest with you, and this in no way is saying that I want him to, uh, uh, her to be the, the uh, occup- occupant of the White House. But uh, I would almost like to see him go against Kamala Harris. I've already seen him go against Slow Joe. Slow Joe ain't going to make it anyway. But let's just, let's hypothetically speak here. I would love to see him go against Miss 2% Kalema Harris. Okay? I would love to see that. She would not know what, in a debate? Are you kidding me? Donald Trump would destroy her in a debate because he's the only guy that isn't going to be worried about what the press says, that he took it too hard on her because she was a woman. Matter of fact, not only is she a woman, but this week she's a black woman. Last week she was a Latina woman. The week before that she was an Islander. The week before that she was Asian. The week before that she was Indian. What is she? I don't know. She, I'll tell you what she is. She is unqualified for the job. She is ignorant. Nobody wanted her. She is a communist. And she has no clue about what's going on at all. And she doesn't even know what the Constitution actually says. She's probably never read it in her entire pathetic life. Anyway, moving back to the long, drawn-out, boring. Didn't it almost sound like, you know when you... um. You know when you have a conversation with, uh, when you were younger and like your uncles, your great uncle or your grandfather would come over for a barbecue or you'd go over to their house for a barbecue or you'd have like a family outing or a family uh, holiday or something and like somebody, one of those guys, like the grandpa would tell you a story and they'd tell you a story just like this and I think it was 1948? Or it could have been 1949. No. Nope. It was 1977, actually. No, wait a minute. It was 1949. That was when... Was it? I don't remember. That's basically what watching this press conference was like. I was literally shooting myself in the in the arm with uh adrenochrome not adrenochrome adrenaline adrenochrome <laughs> adrenaline just to try to stay awake what a boring snooze fest it was full of trump hating full of loaded questions um loaded answers and nothing really the, the, i think the things that stuck out to me the most was when he said when he joined the senate 120 years ago what a moron <laughs> I thought I said when I joined the Senate 120 years ago. I think the uh, the other thing that I think was kind of concerning is when he said there won't be a no, not there won't be. I don't know if there'll be a Republican Party in four years. He said, I don't know if there'll be a Republican Party in four years. Do you know what he's referencing? He's referencing HR one because if the Democrats succeed in getting HR one through, what it does is it legitimizes. It legitimizes and puts into law all of the cheating that happened in November of 2020. All of that stealing, all of that cheating, all of the, everything that they did, they're trying to legalize it through HR1. That's exactly what it is. Everybody really wants to know what HR1 is. Let me save you the time and the trouble of reading it. 
And let me just tell you that all of all it is is everything that they did in 2020 to cheat legalized. That's it. That's all it is. So if they were to if they were to succeed, and the only way they succeed is if they get rid of the filibuster. And if the only way they get rid of the filibuster is if they get Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin to vote with them. That's it. That's all they got to do. So if that goes through, you might see the end of the Republican Party. That's what Joe's saying. However, what they don't understand and what they constantly, constantly seem to look over is MAGA Nation. I don't care if you call us the Republican Party. I don't care if you call us the Rhino Party. I don't care if you call us the right. I don't care if you call us extremists, conservatives, racists, bigots, conservative uh, Christians clinging to your guns and clinging to their guns and Bibles. I don't care what you call us. What you constantly overlook is MAGA Nation. We're not going anywhere. And like I've said many times, it's like holding a fully blown up beach ball under the water. MAGA nation is going to keep popping back up. Why? Because it's a populist movement. Donald Trump's legacy and the best is yet to come is every one of us. It isn't going to happen. You're never going to get rid of this populist movement. Movement. You're never going to get rid of these people. You can call them Republicans all you want. I don't care what the name is that you have for them. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be the biggest thorn in your side. And as and a matter of fact, you'll be lucky if there's a Democrat party in four years. So watch what you say, Joe. Watch your slow Joe mouth because I guarantee you that the chances of there being a Democrat party versus the chances of there being a Republican party are about this big because the Democrat party is going to go faster than you can say communism. Okay? It's going to be here one day and it's going to be gone the next. Mark my words, because the world sees through everything that you guys are trying to do. And then he tried to pull this lame stuff like, all the Republican voters even are with me. I'm uniting the country. You're doing what? Yeah, you're uniting the country if you're only counting the hundreds and thousands of illegal aliens that you're letting in that somehow have your shirt. What a crock of you-know-what. That man has lost it. And the people that are pulling his strings think that they've won. They think that they've won. But I'm going to tell you a little old-fashioned um, saying that I've heard since I was a kid. And you might call it cliche. You might call it stereotypical. You might say, oh, that's just a saying. But it's an actual saying, and, it, and it's a saying for a reason. Cheaters never win. Cheaters never win. Can I get a slurp slurp for that? Mmm. Okay, so Darlene Horton says, blah, 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 Joe. <laughs> uh, Kate says he is not uniting, he is dividing. Well, I've said this for the last month. The Democrats don't want unity. They want uniformity. Once they get uniformity, then they're happy. That to them is uniting. Uniformity is unification to the Democrats. They don't understand the difference between the two words morons by the way i think i'm gonna get a um i think i'm gonna put shirts oh speaking of how do you like that there are right ways there are wrong ways but only one yahweh <laughs> i just got a new batch of my shirts in today i'm so excited i'll show them to you a little bit but i i i called the i called the one of the guys on my team that helps with uh my music and 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 the apparel and stuff and i said you know what we should do we should put a shirt 
on the store that says to slurp or not to slurp? That's the question. Because all, this whole slurp thing started because somebody said that they didn't want to watch the show anymore because of the slurp. Stop the slurp. <laughs> anyway, that was a snooze fest. I don't know how he's going to run again in four years when we don't even know if he's going to be here in four minutes. Um, but I don't want to spend too much time on this because I want to get to actual news and not something that was staged with hand-picked reporters, padded questions, answers in your little book, and how you, you just rambled a few times. You walked away from the mic once, Joe. You, you, like you thought you were on the campaign trail or something. You had a mic in your hand. You literally walked away from the mic and nobody could hear you. Oh, you said, where am I? Twice. You didn't know where you were. You said you got to the Senate 120 years ago. Okay, they asked you when you're going to let people go into the uh, facilities and you said, oh, yeah, we're going to let you go in. And they, they said, when you go, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whenever, whenever we get it cleaned up, whenever we get the situation under control and we and we don't want to you know, show you anything bad. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Just shut up. Stop asking me. Stop asking me these tough ball questions. Remember when President Trump was in there and you had those r- ridiculous um no manners, no manners having reporters. Remember, they would talk over him. They would continue to talk. They'd call him straight out racist right to his face. And it was just a, it was a debacle. You know what I mean? It wasn't even like there was a room full of adults. And now they're like, oh, oh, oh. Um, do you think you're going to run again? Oh my gosh. Do you think you're going to run again in, in 2024? And if you do, are you going to run with Kamala Harris? Oh my gosh. Gosh, and then wait, if you run in 2024, are you going to run against President Trump? Oh, <laughs> Marilyn says, yes, stop the slurp. It's disgusting. <laughs> Slurpalicious, Venus says. Oh, mm. one thing about this show is we have a lot of fun, whether we agree or not, huh? <laughs> All right, moving on. Where in the world is Hunter Biden? Remember those books, Where is Waldo? Where's Waldo? And he'd always wear some weird shirt and, you know, the little red, white shirt and striped shirt and you'd have a hard time finding him. You couldn't find him. They need to make a book. We need to make a book called Where's Where's <laughs> Where's Hunter Hiding? You know what I mean? Because we know what he's done. We know the crimes he's committed. But where is Hunter hiding? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we might not know where he's hiding, but we do know all that he's done. And now we know something else. In 2018, He lied on a federal firearms transaction application, meaning when he went to buy a gun, he was asked questions in order to buy a gun, and he lied, which is a federal felony to lie on a firearm um, application, okay? We now know that this happened. The 38 revolver that Hunter Biden purchased um, soon became the center of a missing gun investigation okay in which the secret service got involved and reportedly tried to interfere so that the biden crime family wouldn't be exposed wouldn't be um basically the front of the front of every newspaper okay so what i'm going to do right now is i'm going to read to you exactly how this story went okay bear with me here Another scandal involving President, I don't call him that, resident Joe Biden's son. Okay? Um, it It was a couple of years ago. It was about this firearm that he bought. The report comes after Hayden Biden, Hunter Biden, revealed in December that he was under federal uh, criminal investigation for his overseas business and tax dealings and all this and blah, blah, blah. 
Well, in uh, 2018, an incident between Hunter Biden and Haley Biden. Now, if you don't know who Haley Biden is, Haley Biden is the uh, widow of Hunter Biden's dead brother. That's right. His brother died, so he decided that he was going to sleep with his brother's wife. He then slept and had, and, and I wouldn't say had an affair because I guess his brother was dead, but the scumbag went so low that he slept with his brother's wife. And then while he was sleeping with his brother's wife, he had an affair with a stripper who he ended up impregnating and had a kid with. Okay. So anyway, his deceased brother, Bo, that was his wife. Hunter Biden dated his, Hunter Biden dated his brother's widow and later fathered a child with a stripper. Okay. Haley Biden allegedly took Hunter Biden's 38 gun his his uh, 38 revolver and threw it in the trash behind a grocery store in a school zone. You can't make this stuff up. This is what drug addicts do, though. This is what meth heads do. They do stuff like this. Okay. It prompted an investigation from law enforcement officials who were concerned because the trash can was close to a high school. Haley Biden later returned to retrieve the firearm only to discover it was missing. <gasps> What are we going to find first, Hunter Biden or the 38 revolver? Let's move on. Secret Service agents approached the owner of the store where Hunter bought the gun and asked to take the paperwork involving the sale. According to two people, one of whom has firsthand knowledge of the episode and the other was briefed by Secret Service agents after the fact, the gun store owner refused to supply the paperwork suspecting that the Secret Service officers wanted to hide Hunter's ownership of the missing gun. Okay? Um, the owner, Ron Palmieri, later turned over the papers to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, which oversees federal gun laws. The report notes that the Secret Service agents at the agency's washing offices in Wilmington, Delaware, would unofficially help manage Joe Biden's security and that the agency does not have any official record of the incidents. However, Politico obtained copies of the firearms transaction record and receipt for the gun dated October 12, 2018. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, this is a, another story of how Hunter Biden, Mr. Crackhead, Methhead himself, broke more laws, but used the Biden family name and the power behind the Bidens to make sure that he didn't get in trouble once again. All I have to do is spit on a sidewalk and you'll never see me again, but this guy can, I won't even tell you what I've seen that came out of his laptop. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it too. It was some of the most disgusting, sick, demented images that I've ever seen, even on a movie, okay? So, so gross. Joseph Glassman is being rude. Well, you know what? We love you, Joseph. God bless you, sir. You might be one of those guys that put a thumb thumbs down, huh? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. i just seen it in the threads. You might be a great guy, and it might be something I'm misreading again, so I'm going to... I'm going to hold off on that for a minute. All right, so we're moving on from the Hunter Biden story. Now, today, if you follow me on Telegram, you know that I put a video up on tel Telegram where I called the Senate office of Kirsten Cinema. Well, the reason why I did that was because based on the story that I told you yesterday, the left was starting to push against her and Joe Manchin really, really hard because they wanted to make sure that they vote yes on getting rid of the filibuster so that they can ram H.R. 1 through 
so that they can legalize all of their cheating that they did in November 3rd. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's gotten a lot worse than that. Now, the pressure is on for Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin like you've never seen before. The left has decided to unleash the dogs of Hollywood. And now, Hollywood celebrities are creating social media campaigns, swarming them in an effort to help Charles Chuckles Schumer end the filibuster, and they're also waging shame campaigns online from every one of their Twitter accounts and their Instagram accounts. This is going to backfire on the Democrats as well because now Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin are going to be the direct uh, center of an attack just like the right is from the left all the time. And this might be exactly the push that they need to leave the far left party that left them many years ago and come to the right side. So on my telegram, I called and I left a message on Kirsten Cinema's answering machine and Joe Manchin's answering machine um, or answering service. I guess it's not a machine anymore. We don't live in 1998, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm going to give myself, hold on. <laughs> hold on here. Come on, they don't have answering machines, Jeremy. They're answering service. It's all digital now. Um, this might be the thing that pushes them over the edge. I left a message and I said, I just said, look, we support you for standing up tall against the filibuster. We know that you are not the far, far left. We know that you're just regular, everyday blue dog Democrats and you love your constituents and there's thousands of people that I represent in calling you to tell you that you're doing a great job and we would love to have you on our side and there's always room for you. I'm paraphrasing, but I said something like that. I think we really need to do this, folks. I think we got to do this. I think you guys all got to call these numbers. So I'm going to give you these numbers right now. If you have a pen, grab a pen. If you grab a pencil, that's fine too. Grab a marker. Ask Joe Biden to borrow one of his crayons, but just don't go outside the lines or he'll get mad and fall asleep and drool on the paper. So grab something to write with so I can give you these phone numbers. And if somebody could please do me the favor of putting these phone numbers in the chat thread uh, as soon as I say them. If you want to call Senator Kirsten Cinema in her Washington, D.C. office, the phone number is 202-224-224. 4521. Again, that is 202-224-4521. And if you want to call Senator Joe Manchin, it is 202-224-3954. Again, 202-224-3954. Flood their answering service with your um, messages. And let it come from the heart. Let it come from the heart. Tell them exactly what you think about what's happening to them and let them know that there's an onslaught that's about ready to come their way because they might not know. They might, they've never been the center of the attack uh, from the left. Let them know it's going to come heavy and it's going to come hard. But also let them know that there's a place right here for all of them. We will help them through this. We will call. We will give them all the encouragement that we possibly can. We'll give them all the positivity that we possibly can. Because what we want to make sure is that these two right here, they could save this country. 
These two, who would have ever thought? God works in such mysterious ways, doesn't he? Doesn't he? The left is going to eat their own so badly that their own are going to leave their party and give the Republicans the majority in both houses, any in the House and the Senate anyway. We might even have to win elections. Okay? Let them destroy their own. Meanwhile, try to give them encouragement, try to give them positivity, and try to let them know that you have their backs. Okay? I also want to tell you this. Um, race baiter... Al Sharpton, well, you know what? we got to do it. He's got to get a Dum Dum Award. I have never given Al Sharpton a Dum Dum before, but he is truly one of the biggest Dum Dums there is because he actually thinks that his race baiting that he's done for the last 40 years, which has made him rich beyond rich, even though he doesn't pay his taxes, okay, he's actually going to get the Dum Dum because he thinks that we're dumb enough to buy his crap. The world knows you're a race baiter. The world knows you only show up when it benefits you. So, uh, Al Sharpton, you're going to get the first dum-dum today because Al Sharpton actually came out and admitted, and I'm not lying to you guys, he admitted to Politico that he plans to spread rumors about Kirsten Cinema and, jo- and Joe Manchin and that they are racist in order to strong-arm them into ending the filibuster. So you've unleashed um, Hollywood on them, you've unleashed the left on them, all the celebrities, and now you're going to openly, admittedly, spread rumors that they are racist in order to strong-arm them to vote to end the filibuster. How do you think that's going to work out for you, dum-dum? Do you think that somebody as strong-willed as Kirsten Cinema is going to allow you to make her a victim? Are you serious? You truly are a dum-dum. Pay your taxes and then come back and start talking about, you know, spreading lies and rumors. Unbelievable. All right, we need to move on. Prince Harry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I gotta do it again. Prince Harry. I've never given Prince Harry, I'm excuse me, Princess Harry. Oh, that's right. He's not royalty anymore. Normal, nobody Harry. We're gonna give him also a dum dum today, okay? <laughs> and it's going into the swamp donkey bucket because that's what he is. That's truly what he is. He got a job. Ladies and gentlemen, he got a job. Princess Harry got a job. He no longer is just receiving money from the family, he has to work. But guess what he got for a job? Oh, you are going to like this. <laughs> You're going to like this. Prince Harry lands his first job doing guess what? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you won't be surprised by this. He has been hired by a startup San Francisco company in the same market as Lead Stories, PolitiFact, USA Yesterday, <laughs> the Associated Press, he has landed a job with a startup company that is going to be um, fact-checking. They're going to be fact-checking to get rid of misinformation out there. And Princess Harry has been hired as their chief impact officer. His new role in how far, how far the mighty have fallen, huh? You went from being a prince to being a fact checker for social media companies like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. What a loser. Loser. Wow. 
once parading the halls of Buckingham Palace, now parading the halls of some crap hole motel where you're probably sitting there with Meghan Markle. Oh, I don't like that. Mm, I don't like that. Nope, don't like that. That's a lie. <laughs> what a dumb dumb. That's his new job. He's going to be a fact checker. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> fact checker, Princess Harry, dun, dun, dun. you're lying, fact check. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some good news real quick. Tom Fenton over at Judicial Watch. Oh, this is a good story for you guys. Um, let's see if I have this here. See if I have this ready for you guys. Tom Fenton over at Judicial Watch. He's been doing a lot lately. He's been getting FOIA requests out there, getting information that we need. He's been suing in order to get the information that we need. And now, uh, Tom Fenton from Judicial Watch is taking on pencil neck Adam Schiff himself. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll read this to you. Adam Schiff, wait till you hear this. Adam Schiff secretly subpoenaed without, that's the key word here, without, he secretly subpoenaed, without court authorization, the phone records of Rudy Giuliani, and then he published the phone records of innocent Americans, including President Trump's lawyers, a member of Congress, and a journalist. A federal court ruled last year that Adam Schiff, or any member of his Congress, cannot, I repeat, they cannot be held accountable for this unprecedented and potentially criminal abuse of power. Every American should be concerned about a ruling that suggests that Congress has the unlimited power to take and publish their private phone records. Judicial Watch legal team appealed the ruling and is now litigating the issue in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. They had a hearing on the issue yesterday, and uh, that's about where it stands right now. So uh, Tom Fitton is great. He really is. He's a lot like Jay Sekulow. He is cutthroat in the courtroom. And I would like to see something happen to Adam Schiff here. There should be criminal charges, to be honest with you. To be able to subpoena records without a court order, without any court authorization whatsoever, kind of like they did with the FISA court. Okay, he just took matters into his own hands, got the phone records of Rudy Giuliani and then published the people that were in his phone. Boy, I wish this was 1970 and you could catch somebody out behind the school. You know what I mean? Because if this was 1960, 1970 and you could still do that, a lot of these people wouldn't dare to do the stuff that they're doing today because they know that they walk around any corner. Pow. You know what I mean? But you can't get away with that kind of stuff nowadays in the United States of America. Okay, you can't even look at somebody wrong without saying Somebody saying it's assault. Heck, if you don't wear your mask in some places, they put you in a jail for assault. What a bunch of bull. You know what I mean? What a bunch of bull. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow we have a very, very special guest on Live from America. Tomorrow we have um, the CEO of PatriotFoods.com coming on Live from America because of you guys, really, because you guys all decided that you were going to go to PatriotFoods.com and start placing orders. And every one of you that did told them that you heard about their business right here on Live from America. So they were all excited. We've, we've contacted, and we're going to have them on tomorrow as a guest to talk about exactly what their goal is, what their plans are, and who they work with. So I'm going to take this time right now now to play 
the PatriotFoods.com commercial for you, and I would bet that this partnership with them will grow and blossom. And when we're on digital TV with Roku and more, they will be part of the uh, part of the small businesses that have commercials on that network. And hopefully, some of you that are giving me your businesses for the directory, hopefully, you guys can get some commercials made, and we can actually run your commercials right on the network. Okay, and because this is completely viewer funded, I will do it just out of because we're Americans, I will not charge a single company in order to run commercials when we start doing Roku and getting on Fire Stick and all these digital TV platforms. Because the show is viewer funded anyway, through your subscriptions, donations, whatever you want to call them, we're growing very well. So I just want to thank you for that. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, PatriotFoods.com. Here we go. The majority of produce brands you're buying in your local stores is imported produce, and it's putting the American farmer out of business. Patriot Foods is fighting back by providing U.S.-only produce. Choosing the Patriot Foods brand is how you can support the American farmers, families, and our service men and women. Patriot Foods has family that has fought in the two major world wars. We strongly believe in your patriotism and your willingness to do what's right for your country. We need your help. Please join the fight and demand your country's brand in your local stores. We thank you and salute you. Don't you just love it? Don't you just love real American stories and people helping each other out? I just love, 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 love this business model. I love what they're doing. I love the fact that they're really trying to promote keeping things local and so that the family farms don't go out of business. And ladies and gentlemen, when you buy shirts like this one right here, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but only one Yahweh. When you buy shirts like that, percentage of everything that you buy for every month from now until December is going to go to family farmers. And these people right here, they're going to help us achieve this. And together, we're going to do something awesome. We're going to do something awesome. So make sure you send me those businesses that you want up on that directory. The directory will be up in April. I'll also have new hats for sale in April, sunglasses for sale in April. You'll see a completely different overhaul of the website in April, and we're growing, and this is truly the people's network. So, uh, Katie says, I'm still waiting for my shirt. I hope you get it soon. I know that we've been talking to them lately, and they've been pumping out orders every day. I just got mine, as a matter of fact. So, all right, moving on. The city of Oakland, California. Oh, this is a tragedy. This is a tragedy. Wait till you hear this. The city of Oakland, California is now <laughs> branded racist, okay, for giving families of color $500 a month if they earn under $59,000 a year with no rules on how they spend it, okay? That's the first part of the story. So just let me kind of rewind on what I just said. The city of Oakland is now going to give $500 a month. That's $6,000 a year. The city of Oakland, through taxpayer money, they're going to give families of color only, making less than $59,000 a year, they're going to give them an extra $6,000 a year to help them with whatever. No strings attached, no rules on where you can spend the money, no reason whatsoever uh, for any of it. You just get the money from the taxpayer and you get to do whatever you want with it. However, 
Sounds like a great idea if people really needed it and if there was actually a consensus in Oakland to, yeah, let's put our money towards this. However, out of the 400 and some odd thousand people that live in Oakland, 10,000, over 10,000 of those families are white families. They're white families who make less than $12,000 a year. Over 10,000 families make less than $12,000 a year. They don't get any of this. But anybody who is a person of color and they earn less than $59,000 a year will get $500 a month from the city of Oakland. That should go to the Supreme Court. I bet it will. And either everybody's included or nobody's included. And if you ask me, nobody should be included. You want to get it? You want money? You want to make a living? Get out there and find work if you can, if you are able. That is what the America is. I don't care about a pandemic or not. Every one of us, if we're able and if we can get out there to do it, can find work. It might not be the best job. It might You might need to find two jobs. But I am very, very much against the government giving free money away and finding out and, and, and being the sole decision maker on who gets the money when it's the taxpayer's money who's going towards it. But there's 10,000 families that are white that are making under $12,000 a year and you're not giving them any of it. Sounds racist to me. Uh, if you live in the state of Arizona, you will be happy to know that your governor, Ducey, is finally giving you your rights back, slowly. Oh, yay, thank you for giving our freedoms back that don't come from the government anyway, they come from God. But anyway, on a, on a lighter note, Governor Ducey lifted all mask mandates. There is no more mask mandates in Arizona. I know there's going to be um, uh, liberal towns and liberal cities that, that still want to make you mask up and wear your pad. But the governor himself said no more mask mandate. So this is good because you know that if you go into a place that's publicly open, that's open to the public, they cannot refuse you or that is discrimination. Okay? Can't go, you can't discriminate against me for, for having purple hair. You know what I mean? And people will tell you, well, it's, 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 it falls under the no shirt, no shoes, no service rule. Well, I don't breathe through my chest or my feet. So there goes that argument. You know what I mean? So if you live in the state of Arizona, just know that your mask mandate is lifted. I want to give a smarty today. We're going to give a smarty because this, this, is a this is a tragedy that I even have to talk about this story again. Uh, a few years ago, there was a cake baker in the state of Colorado, okay? And in the state of Colorado, um, this cake baker decided he wasn't going to make, bake a cake for a uh, a gay wedding because he was a Christian and he didn't want to uh, render he didn't want to have give his services to something that he didn't believe in or was against his religion. Well, it ended up costing him tens of thousands of dollars, almost bankrupted him. He almost lost his business, had to go to court the whole nine yards, which he ended up winning. Okay? Great news. He ended up winning. Well, his name was Jack Phillips, ladies and gentlemen, if you remember correctly, and he's now in the news again. Why this time? Well, this time he's refusing to bake a cake for a transgender wedding. Or a transgender something. I don't know. I thought it was a wedding. But either way, now the transgender and the LGBTQ community is taking him back to court again so they can run him through the muck again. This has no... 
they don't tr they don't want to win. I mean, they do want to win, but their objective here is not to win in court. They already know they're going to lose in court. Their objective here is to bankrupt him. This is what they do. This is what organizations on the left do. They run your name through the mud and they destroy you financially so that you cannot operate anymore. That's what they do to news anchors and news stations like on Fox News. They said, oh, well, we can't take down the guy or the gal themselves, so let's take down their... Um, the uh, the sponsors, the people who pay, the advertisers to pay uh, to to pay their wages basically and pay their salary. This is what the left does. They try to destroy your life all the way down to a molecular level. So now the LGBTQ community is going after him because he's a, he doesn't want to make a cake for a transgenders. All right. Well, uh, he's standing up and he's going through it again and he's probably going to need all of our help. I, don't, I, I think it's ridiculous that we even have to go through this again, and authorities should just be like, no, this has already been done, this has already been uh, litigated, and we're not dragging him through the mud again. But you know what? He's standing up again for his beliefs, and I'm going to give him a smarty for doing just that. Now, I want to follow it up with another smarty, ladies and gentlemen. GOP Senators Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, GOP Senator Joni Ernst from Iowa, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, and Mike... Um, if I say his name right, Mike um, Rounds from South, South Dakota have introduced a bill. Now, this bill probably won't pass because of its because we got this left leaning majority here. But they have introduced a bill that would require. It's called the End Child Trafficking Now Bill. You would think that that would that ever that would have bipartisanship. Let's end child trafficking, but it won't, and it'll let you know where the de where the Democrats actually stand on this issue. But they've introduced a bill called the End Child Trafficking uh, Now Act, which would require the Department of Homeland Security to deport illegal immigrant adults who refuse a DNA test and mandate a maximum ten year prison sentence. For all illegal alien adults who fabricate family ties or guardianship over a minor. So that means that if you're using a kid, if you're recycling a kid 17 times to get across the border and you refuse to take a DNA test with that kid, you'll not only um, be deported, uh, but you could possibly be jailed for up to 10 years first and then deported. I'd say just deport them. Don't spend the money to jail them. Now, if they're already here and they're here and they got some kind of legal citizenship here, they're, they're here on whatever, you got to deport them anyway. I, I don't agree with the whole 10-year sentence, prison sentence. But what it's trying to do is they're trying to deter people from coming to the border with this bill. I think anybody who refuses to take a DNA test, if they used a child in order to get into this country or stay into this country... Uh, should be deported immediately. Matter of fact, they shouldn't even have had a chance to be here to begin with, but at least this is a start. And what this does is it put, builds the framework for this bill for when, this, uh, for when the Republicans take over the Congress again. Okay, We know it won't pass now, but good on them for putting together such a bill, and what it's really going to do is expose the Democrats for exactly what they are, and that is child trafficking, election-stealing, money-hungry globalists who hate America but love communism. That's basically what the left is now. It's not even Democrats anymore. This is just the left. That's what we call them now. I want to show you guys something. I want to show you what these new uh, shirts look like from the store. We got the new Armor of God shirt in. There's a front and a back to the Armor of God shirts. They're truly, they're, they're really awesome. And it even has something on the sleeve there. It's got, uh, 
It's got my initials and my name on the side there. Really cool Armor of God shirt. This is my this is my new favorite shirt, and I can't wait to wear this everywhere. However, it, this shirt does rival it. I love this shirt. I was wearing this shirt earlier. I might wear this shirt more than more than anything. Right there. Save America, baby. Trump 2024. Get ahead of the curve on this one and start and start start pushing that message out there now. Save America. So uh, here's the here's some other good news, guys. The big and tall section has been added to the store. So if you're anything larger than 2X, if you're 3X, 4X, 5X, 6X, whatever it is, there is now a section on the store when you go to, to, to the store that will uh, prompt you to go, if you need a larger size, to go to the big and tall section. So we now have that too, guys. So we are moving. We are, we are um, trying to offer everything for everybody, and uh, we're all growing together. So remember, everything that you buy on that store... Um, 10% will go to Family Farmers. And yes, Kevin, you can get 3X now. You can get 3X now. Isn't that amazing? The big and tall section. I'll have to shop there soon. I'm in 2X now, but I'll probably end up being <laughs> in the big and tall section uh, soon. But again, and there's this one here. There are right ways. There are wrong ways, but only one Yahweh. So guys, I just want to tell you guys, thank you so very much for being here every day twice a day. I thank you for liking the videos. I extremely thank you for sharing them because I know how iffy and scary it is these days. And I just want to tell you that this play, this show, none of this would be any of it without you guys. So thank you again. And remember, there are right ways. There are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will prosper. Please go to jeremyherald.com. As soon as you get off this, sign up for the newsletter if you haven't. And if you can, be a monthly subscriber to the show. You know, kind of like Netflix or an app or something like that. $1, $5, $5 dollars. However much you want to see this show grow and however much you want to give, it's all up to you. But the show is completely viewer funded and I appreciate your efforts to continue to fund this show. Ladies and gentlemen, have yourselves a great night. I'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Live from America with Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. Have a great evening, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye.